Hey out there to all people and dog-eating apparitions, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who loves smashing the Major's melons, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Hey, Brandon. Oh, you know me. Just smashing some fucking melons up over here. I'm doing Again? Good I do it all the time. I'm a monster. <laughs> Nothing can stop me from smashing those fucking melons. Have you ever smashed any large fruits or vegetables? I, um, one time in high school, my, well, I'm gonna say, my air quote friends and I went to, um, a random person's house and smashed their pumpkin and I feel so bad. I didn't do it, you guys. It wasn't me that smashed it. You are a monster. I'm sorry. They probably put so much work in that too. And then friends are just like, fuck this, because I'm 16 years old. It was stupid. I've smashed my own pumpkins, and you know what? Smashing a pumpkin is satisfying. You know what else is satisfying? But, but don't smash other people's pumpkins. Come on. Yeah, I know, right? I also really like smashing pumpkins. The music. <laughs> yeah. I'm so funny. They've got some They've got some, got some really good stuff. 1979 is a really good song, gotta say. Oof. Good song. Good song. Yeah. So, uh, how you been this week, Cortland? Man, Brandon, guess what? What? I haven't told you this yet, so I'm super excited. But on Sunday, we had to get new phones, right? Yeah. So my wife and I went over and we 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 got new phones, and I, and it's really cool. We got the new iPhone, so I'm now an iPhone user, Ooh, which is fancy. great because I can finally go and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's what it's all that's about. The baby. Yeah, that's the reason why I got it. But um. The you wanna know how I know I'm an old ass man, Brandon? There's many reasons, but go <laughs> ahead. In relation to this story, <laughs> you know. Um so we got new phones, right? Which is great. But my yeah. bill, my my monthly bill went down by like thirty dollars a month and I got new phones. And I'm more excited about the fact that my bill went down than I am about having sweet new phones. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, mean, I brag to people about it like I'm an old fucking man. And now everyone listening <laughs> knows yeah. that you got a sweet deal. I got an incredible deal, you guys. Got, <laughs> got one to over trade on in, the man. Got to trade in my old stupid phone. And <laughs> I got a sweet iPhone 13 where my monthly payment is less. I still kind of I... can't believe it. What do you mean when I'm talking about it? <laughs> that is wild, I Mr. Cortland. I know. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought this story was leading to like, you got a new phone and you like, you know, needed to stand there for an hour while the, the person oh. helped you set it up. And well, that like, happened too. <laughs> here's how you add your emails. Oh my God. Right. And like, I'm sitting there like, oh no, I need my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, a great red, <laughs> a great example of me being an old man as well. But I have yeah. to say, Brandon, I have perfect vision. Okay. Alright. I don't need glasses. <sighs> Alright. You don't need to rub it in. I do. I also have perfect teeth. Okay, I'm part of the no cavity club and I never had braces. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm amazing. Wow. I'll, the only problem perfect I have is human specimen. Pretty much, yeah. Um the only problem I have is I don't have any hair. My hair's all gone. <laughs> it's all uh, away. Who needs hair? Nobody. Uh, that's why they make like <laughs> toupees and shit. Like I'm good. Yeah. I t- I'm just not rich enough to have those things. <laughs> hey, but hey, that money you're saving on your phone. Exactly, right? That's going to go right to the toupee fund. <laughs> well, that is amazing, Cortland. Yeah. 
So anyway, like, how was your week, Brandon? Anything sweet happen? No, nothing, nothing at all. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, a lot. can all be a lot winners. of working, dude. Yeah, working stupid. I hate. Working. I know. You know what's cool? Well, what? sometimes. What's that? Watching Goosebumps. Oh yeah, sometimes. <laughs> is <laughs> that is was this asterisk. week one of those times, Cortland? What do you say? Well, let's see. What episode did we watch? Ghost Beach? Ghost Beach. You're a ghost beach. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm going to say that probably every time. I'm going to let you guys know. Uh, did I like Ghost Beach? I really wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. pretty cool premise. I mean, Graveyard on the Beach. It's got, like, some lore in there, which is really cool. But there is so much motherfucking talking, Brandon. God, if people won't I, shut the hell up. I know. God damn. I know. When I was writing my notes, I was pausing it like literally every second. I was like, I had to pause this, this episode. And I turned to Kim. I turned to my wife and I said, "Girl, Brandon is gonna have such a shit time with this episode." And she <laughs> nodded. She knew. Yep. She knew the whole time. It was bad. Yeah, it took I, forever. And the episode itself is kind of boring. Like I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted a lot more. I expected more. Yeah, it, it does kind of like build up and build up, and the payoff. I mean, it it's, does it's have cool. a payoff, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not a little confusing to me, though, especially considering every single character in this episode, I'm pretty sure, has the same last name. Like, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? That that's something you can't get away from. It gets brought up like a hundred times. Two of them are like, "Your name's Sadler. My name's Sadler. His name's Sadler. Sadler. Sadler." It's just like, whoa! What the hell is going on? What did you just do, Arostai? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what our boy was doing. It reminds me of the picture of Spider-Man where it's a bunch of Spider-Mans and they're all pointing at each other and they're just saying, <laughs> yeah. You're a Saddler, I'm a Saddler. It's it's weird. Well, there you go. Your meme's done for the week. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, this this episode was meant to be like our palate cleanser because the past couple have been not the greatest. Yeah. You hyped um, it up for me, Brandon. I and well, you know it it's a relatively uh successful little ghost story mm-hmm. but it yeah it just it doesn't lead up to anything super exciting but if you like people talking talking at <sighs> each other and accusing each other of things then this is the episode for you yeah if that's your jam this episode's got everything you want <laughs> <laughs> and more well not much more no not <laughs> And more. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, should we just get to talking about this episode? Yeah. I'm All ready. Right. So the episode opens up on a graveyard during a sunny day. A 90s looking boy runs through the graveyard yelling, Terry! Over and over again. Terry! Like, eight or nine Terry. times. Terry! <laughs> Terry! <laughs> From off screen, Terry calls back. The boy, whose name is Jerry. Yeah, we got Jerry and Terry. (laughs) Does it ever say that they're twins? They have to be, right? It never says it, but they have to be. Because who would do that, right? I don't know. That's cruel if you're not twins, and only slightly less cruel if you are. Yes. (laughs) Jerry follows the sound to find his sister Terry kneeling behind an old gravestone. Making a wax rubbing of it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was neat. Yeah. I mean, like it's. I wouldn't cool. want one of those or anything, but like, hey, it's a. I can it's see a the appeal, 
Right. Yeah. I would make wax rubbings of other things. Like gravestones are, I don't know, boring. Especially <laughs> okay. the ones in this show. All the props. Yeah, the props All are the boring. Prop Most of them gravestones don't even have are very them. boring. Yeah. Um, what would you make little rubbings of, though? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, leaves? I, I guess. I don't know. Fossils? Fossils would be sweet, I gotta say. That's uh, it. Yeah, not, whatever. Now that, you, now that you mention it, wax rubbings are dumb. Oh, okay. Wow. You're so spiteful. I love it. Jerry gives her snark for her dumb hobbies, but she isn't bothered, saying at least she's interested in things. Eh. Which is true. Like, you know, she's doing something. I'm sure that Jerry's interested in While he's in just being too. 90s, listening to Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's got... What what year is it? 97? He's probably got Mbop on, you know, right? That's a thing. In 1997? He, he looks like he would listen to Mbop. He does. But he we does. all were listening to Mbop. Guys, we were all doing it. <laughs> yeah, don't pretend like you weren't listening to Mbop. Like, who didn't have... I'm pretty sure it was, like, the first Now CD that had Mbop, and you just put it on. And, and you, when friends ask, they're like, why do you have the first Now CD? You say, well, because all those other songs that aren't Mbop are on there, and I like those. But you are listening to Mbop on repeat. That's what happened. Not that it ever didn't sound like nonsense, but the more we say Mbop, it just sounds... <laughs> we haven't said it that Mbop, 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 Mbop. <laughs> we've, we've said it enough. More than enough Mm for this episode. Mm (laughs) (sighs) Okay. It's a secret no one knows, you guys. Jerry just wants to do something else, though. He says they finally got to visit Brad and Agatha, but all Terry wants to do is make wax rubbings of gravestones. Yeah. So he's just name-dropping some people who we don't know right now. Right, right. And I was a little bit confused, but it was, you know, you find out who they are. We'll get to it. Yeah. Terry ignores this and tells Jerry to check out the name on the gravestone, Harrison Sadler. She thinks that's pretty crazy because that's their last name, too. Whoa. That's incredible. (laughs) Yes. That one coincidence is quite incredible. Let's base a whole episode on that. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, you and R.L. Stein, birds of a feather. Ah, that's what I aim to be for the, my life, you know? If I could be like R.L. Stein, though, Brandon, like, I win life, essentially, you know? Yeah. Like, that's how to win life. That. That's the cheat code. Mm-hmm. While all of this conversation is going on, by the way, the ground behind them is oh, pulsing yeah. and rising up, the way you see in zombie movies before they rise from their grave. But <laughs> it's like a minute into the episode, so you know we're not going to be that lucky. <laughs> Oh, dude, if this was, like, Zombie Beach, be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be cool. No. We're just amping up for our first jump scare of the episode. The first commercial cut. Yep. Terry continues reading the epitaph, which says... Though his bones are but dust, his spirit lives on forever. Who wrote 1642. That? They're just like, well, uh, he's dead, his bones Probably dust. some Sadler. Oh, yeah, right. Everybody is a Sadler. Did you know my last name's Sadler? <laughs> yes. <gasps> Shut up, Brandon Sadler over there. You Mine is too. <laughs> oh, man. I never thought to ask your last name until now. Wait, you're Sadler too? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're like probably really close cousins. <laughs> I'm a ghost. <gasps> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, you're in Australia. You don't, <laughs> don't have to worry about nothing. You're not going to, like, suck the meat off of bones of a dog or anything, right? <laughs> Good. Ghosts don't do that, but... <laughs> no, they really don't. <laughs> Ghosts don't need to eat, you guys. Spoilers for later. The ground behind them rises up some more, and something begins to stand up. What is it? Terry looks behind her and screams. I would, too. Well, yeah. Hold on. Which one's Terry? Is Terry the girl? Yeah. Terry's okay. the girl, yes. <laughs> Sherry and Terry. Sherry <laughs> and Terry. And then the other kids are going to be Sherry and Barry, right? <laughs> I Like, I wouldn't put it past this episode to make it more confusing. Sherry, Barry, Terry, Jerry, Sadler. <laughs> and they're living at, you know, Carrie and Mary's house. Oh Carrie and God. Mary Sadler. <laughs> That would be incredible. Like, I would love that if that were to happen, but it didn't happen. Oh my God. No. But that would be incredible. Like, can you imagine reading that book as a kid and being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I would throw that book down so fast. Dr. R.L. Stein Seuss over here. <laughs> Faster than Caliban Cove. <gasps> Caliban Cove. Didn't you take that to Australia? I think I do have it here, yeah. Like, you forgot your Vita, but you brought, <laughs> you brought Caliban Cove. <laughs> Yes, the things I brought and the things I left behind are, uh, they don't make any sense. No, no, they don't. If anybody doesn't know, I don't know if I'm going to keep this in or not, but we'll see. Caliban Coes is a Resident Evil book that Brandon and I both attempted to read and could both not finish. There's what not many book. books in my no. life that I've started and just refused to finish. And that might be the only one, actually. Caliban Cove is one of them for me. I have a couple others when I was younger that I just, I couldn't do it, but. After Terry screams, we cut to the requisite first scare commercial break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, the kids are running away from what looks like a person with seaweed on their head. Yes. Jerry trips over nothing and falls to the floor. And the monster approaches him, revealing themselves to be a person with seaweed on their head. What? That's a surprise to me. <laughs> I know. Plot twists aplenty in this episode. It's actually a young girl, and she laughs at Jerry. From behind a gravestone, some Ron Weasley-ass looking guy comes out and laughs at him too. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I thought at first too. I was like, Ron Weasley? What's this? <laughs> the laughing kids say that they've been watching the new kids, and when they saw them coming down to the graveyard, they decided to give them a little scare. Yes, they made an elaborate prank where... Fucking the girl character gets buried in the dirt. <laughs> For who knows how long. <laughs> right, because uh, because Terry... That's the girl, right? <laughs> yes. That's going to be a theme. Just keep here. asking me. I'll keep telling you. Okay. Terry, the girl character, was sitting there rubbing on some uh, rubbing on some grave for, for probably hours. Like, this girl doesn't have anything to do. And behind her, they just, like, prepared themselves for this hilarious prank all day. All day, you guys. All day. But it was worth it. Yeah. Jerry was like, ugh. Sure, yeah. Jerry was just like, ah. Oh, hi, fellow cuds. Jerry and Terry are not happy with the shenanigans, and they storm off. The two pranksters follow them, saying that they are really sorry, and it was just a joke. Terry snaps back that it was... Pretty complicated joke. <laughs> I guess it was. Boy. Yeah, Which it wasn't. It really wasn't, all. though. No. She just kind of popped out and they chased him. This is the part in the episode where I'm like, oh, we're getting a, a talking episode. <laughs> we had a couple of those in Goosebumps. One of like them one talkies. Two. Yeah. Oh, this was when I was like 
God, poor sweet Brandon. May God have mercy on his soul for taking these notes. Probably took you like six hours, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that back and forth. And this is just the beginning. <laughs> this is all of the episode is just people talking and explaining things. We don't see that sweet phantom from the cover. It kind of bugs me. Not going to lie. Yeah, because that thing actually looks cool. Spoilers. If, if you guys were like, oh, I can't wait until they describe that sweet phantom from the cover coming out of a grave on the beach. Doesn't happen. Sorry. Not happening. Nope. Nothing like that at all. Uh-uh. Arl Stein was like, this episode's too long. Cut the phantom. The jokesters introduced themselves as Louisa and Sam Sadler, which, as you know, is the other kid's last name, too. Yes. Sam says, there's a lots of Sadlers around there. They point back to the gravestone of Harrison Sadler. Mm-hmm. Louisa says that Harrison may be dead, but he still wanders around at night. Jerry and Terry roll their eyes at this, but Sam says, if you go down to the cave at the beach, you'll believe in ghosts, too. Louisa urges her brother to leave, so they do, leaving Jerry and Terry to just stand there and wonder what to do with this information. <laughs> yeah, they just are like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We cut to nighttime as Brad and Agatha, you know, Brad? who we heard about earlier. His name's Brad? Yeah. So you got Brad, you know, sweet, up-to-date 90s name, and then you got fucking Agatha. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not a, it's not a young man. This is an old ass man named Brad. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been an old man named Brad before. Arl Stein, he did, he did wove lots of t- twists to this one. Yeah, it'd be like an old ass Aiden or Jaden. <laughs> an old ass like <laughs> Cortland, ninety hmm? year old Skyler. <laughs> um, I got a question for you, Brandon. Yeah. Who are these people? Who are these fucking people? I don't I still don't know like I genuinely don't know how are they are in any related um, way to Terry and Jerry. Okay. <laughs> I think this is like their father's cousins, maybe, or Oh, okay. Like second cousins. Initial reaction would be grandparents. Right? Why wouldn't they be? Like, they're old yeah. people, they're young kids. But I don't think it's that. But they're not. They are definitely not. Like, it makes it very clear that they are not your grandparents. I'm pretty sure... I think you're right. I think they do say cousins, now that I'm remembering. But basically, all they like to do is eat. They're hungry mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Brad and Agatha serve a delicious-looking pot pie to the kids, and the kids, yeah. like, don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? I don't know. It looks delicious. Jerry even says... Um... I don't think I can eat all this. Which is dumb. Just well, don't say anything. <laughs> just don't eat it. But she does kind of like, Agatha just kind of plops it on his plate. It's kind of like when a, a grandma is like, oh, my baby's skin and bones. Here, have some more. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Except these people like are barely related to the kids. But still, old people just want to fatten kids up. Well, yeah. I, I guess so. What kind of terrible parents just dump their kids off on two essentially strangers right um that's like the the plot of most of these (laughs) horror anthology episodes kids getting dumped somewhere i feel like it's most egregious in this episode like at least with like say tale of the frozen ghost like they were family that you know they might have been estranged or whatever but like i don't know (laughs) melissa joan hart was there okay it makes everything better I, i don't think these are strangers I think the dad. I think it, they're strangers to the kids, but I think the yeah. dad knows them. 
yeah, well like enough to 60 years ago. trust them. Yeah, I suppose you're right, I guess. Their house is lit by candlelight because, as Brad tells them, they brought in the power, but we haven't bothered hooking it up. That's some shady shit right there, Brad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was meant to be a joke or he's just stupid. He's stupid. <laughs> okay. Agatha tells the kids how much she appreciates having them there. Terry tells Agatha that her dad always told stories about coming to visit, and she is happy that she is finally getting to. Jerry tells the old couple that him and Terry met some other Saddlers today. The music suddenly gets a bit darker, and Brad and Agatha's expression changes. Terry wants to know if they are related to the other kids as well. Agatha tries to hand wave it away by saying, Oh, very, very distantly, if they are. Jerry keeps going, though, saying that the other Saddlers were talking about some ghost at the beach. <gasps> You're a beach. <laughs> I'm going to get you with I that knew that time. was coming. <laughs> at some point, myself. I knew. I can't help myself, you guys. I like that uh, explanation that, like, oh, well, all Saddlers are connected or whatever. Like, does that mean everybody with the last name Smith is related? At some point. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no, it's not, but... In the R.L. Steiniverse. Oh, I love that word. There was just one proto-Smith. <laughs> oh, I love it. He love begat it. all Smiths. Oh my gosh, even William Smith? <laughs> yes, <gasps> even William Smith Esquire the Third. So, Brandon, um, can we talk about the acting in this episode? Okay. Um, yeah. Or do you have like a yeah. specific point where you bring it up? No, no, like it, it's a... It's a point that needed to be brought up at some point, and now is the point. Okay. Uh, Go ahead with what you're going to say. This acting with uh, all of the children, specifically, is not good. It's really bad. That's that's a nice way to put it. Uh, It's fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is awful. Uh, Universally. I think Terry maybe comes out looking the best. I think so. In this... But she's still not very good. No. Uh, Jerry is very bad. Mm-hmm. Louisa is the from worst. earlier is the worst she's for sure. The worst. Um, and then Rupert Grint or whatever. He's <laughs> he ain't great either. <laughs> no, he's poor. Yeah, it's really bad. Like I'm kind of missing Spanky a little bit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not, like, charmingly bad either. It's just very bad. But I have to say, some of that is probably the ADR's fault. Uh, right. Because yeah. a lot of the episode is dubbed because they filmed it on an actual beach. And I'm guessing yes. it was loud. the waves and stuff were all way too loud. Very windy. There's a lot of scenes where, even with the ADR, you still can't really hear what they're saying over the musical score. Which I is a really huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah, this episode doesn't have any memorable music to me. I can't remember any specific tunes, but it has a lot of it. Yeah, and it plays for a very long time at kind of inappropriate moments. (laughs) (laughs) It's pervasive. Yes, yes it is. It's very tense at the dinner table now. Brad says he's never heard of the ghost and excuses himself from dinner, saying he has some reading to do. Oh, Brad. Agatha is looking for literally any excuse to get out of there, so she says she's going to help with that. The reading. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) 
It's a production. They gotta go get their glasses. They gotta find the comfiest spot. They gotta get their little sips of water in. It's a lot. Agatha needs to help. Fair enough. It's a, it's a team effort. The kids are left alone in the room, just thinking, like, what the fuck? And then we cut to daytime at the beach. The beach? Some slightly suspenseful piano music plays in the background, and Jerry runs around the beach with a walking stick while Terry investigates some seaweed. It's a really cool shot that they do. They do a couple of interesting shots with the camera where they're just, like, really far away, and then they, like, kind of pan over. It's a really cool beach. Like, I mean, beaches are dope. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But it's it's a beach in Canada, so you can't swim in it because it's gonna be freezing water. (laughs) Which is unfortunate. There's no one there. It's an abandoned beach except these two. Yeah, and then there's a graveyard for some reason. (laughs) But there are a couple of interesting, like, directional liberties that are taken in this episode. We replay the same scene from earlier as Terry is is absorbed in her hobby and Jerry just wants her to come play with him. He finally decides to just go off on his own and not Three feet away from her, he trips over something and falls on his face. Can we talk about Jerry's... I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but we have to talk about Jerry's ensemble, okay? Is he wearing two sweatshirts? It's cold. Yeah, I get that, but he's got, like, one red cut-off sweatshirt on top of a long-sleeved regular sweatshirt. Who does this? Hmm? You? Did you have two sweatshirts on ever? No, I swear. You better not, Brandon. Oh my god, I'd be so mad at you all. Oh. Anyway, it looks really fucking sweet. I think I'm going to start doing this. <laughs> yeah, like, bring that can, back. Can or... you imagine, like, how much authority you have if you're wearing two sweatshirts? Hello? You are if so anybody, warm. anybody, like, talk shit to you, just be like, excuse me, how many sweatshirts am I wearing? Yeah. yeah. I thought so. Yeah, and they'd shut the hell up right there and <laughs> then there. You just, like, pull your neck down and be like, uh, am I wearing one sweatshirt? No. Did you see these sweatshirts? So shut the fuck up. You see how 90s these sweatshirts are, too? Hello? Get the get fucked. And then they'll say, I'm so sorry. And then they'll back up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to cut up one of my sweatshirts later today. I'm going to wear two sweatshirts. Please, please send me a picture of that. If I ever do, you'll be the first one to get that oh, picture. I would love that. I also, I love that, like... Jerry seems to constantly need Terry to, like, do everything with him. Mm -hmm. And, like, any time that he's separated from her, he just falls. (laughs) He does. What a bubbling goose. Can't live without her. She's like, please, Jerry, I just need some alone time for five fucking (laughs) seconds. And he's like, no, I have two sweatshirts on. You have to listen to me. Excuse me, do you think you're talking to someone wearing one sweatshirt? I love it. (laughs) When Jerry gets up, they see that he somehow missed an entire shiny white skeleton of a dog. (laughs) Buried. Well, not even buried. It's just sitting on top of the sand. Yeah, like literally 10 feet away from... from, I'm going to get these names confused. Like 10 feet away from Terry, right? Yes. Oh my god. (sighs) I love this part. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Like, uh, let, let me back up just a little. It's yeah. pretty cool, though. Like, um, I didn't expect that, and it looks great. Oh, no. Like, the prop itself, it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's a skeleton. On the fucking beach. I was like, oh, the poor dog drowned, and then this bones washed up on shore. But no, that's not what happens. That would make all too much sense. <laughs> We're at Ghost Beach right now, though. No sense could be made. Just then, Louisa and Sam show up again from nowhere. 
Jerry asks them if all they do is creep up on people. When Terry asks what happened to the animal, Sam says that it got eaten by something. Louisa tells him to shut up. <laughs> Jerry says that the bones are picked cleaned, and what kind of animal would even do that? They're even bleached by the sun. <laughs> it's even plaster. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Louisa look at the other kids and each other for a long time until Louisa says, I guess if you're going to be around here, you should know. It wasn't an animal that picked those bones clean. It was the ghost. The ghost of Harrison Sadler. Oh, come on. I've never seen a ghost, period. But um, also, really? I've never... <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. I've also never heard of a ghost eating dogs. No. Sucking the meat right off of their bones until they're... That's a new one. Bleached skeleton left. Um, never mind. I don't want to get into it because this episode's going to be forever. She claims that the ghost killed the dog because dogs are able to tell if something is a ghost and they bark to warn people. Yeah, I've heard that before. I mean, not in real life, but in other, like, material. R.L. Stein, he's the one that created it. Yep. Sam and Louisa turn to leave, but Terry says, Wait, have you seen the ghost? Louisa points to a small opening to a cave further up on the beach and says, You see that? That's where the ghost is. Some people say for over 300 years. Whoa. That's a long time. But she admits that she's never actually seen the ghost. No one has. Yeah. Jerry asks the totally reasonable question that if no one has ever seen the ghost, how do they know he's even up there? What a fantastic question. I wish that question would get asked more in, in Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. If nobody's ever seen it or done it, then what are you talking about? Yes. You know, the the minimal amount of skepticism would help wonders <laughs> sometimes. The explanation is that they see the skeletons and also some lights in the cave. So, case oh, okay. closed. No, whatever. Sure. Okay. Ghost. Jerry says that it's probably just some guy with a flashlight, but then he looks up towards the cave and sees what looks like a guy with a flashlight, and he gets spooked. <laughs> yeah, instantly. Looks up at the <laughs> cave and sees the lights, the aforementioned lights. Like, mm -hmm. convenient. Convenient. Sam and Louisa are like, you did see the light, didn't you? But Jerry plays it off cool, like, I don't know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Terry accuses the two of playing another complicated joke, and Sam says, Let's get out of here. I told you they were non-believers. Shut up, Sam. God. That kid annoys the <laughs> hell out of me. Fucking Rupert Grint over here. <laughs> I don't. I don't like him. So Sam and Louisa walk away, leaving Jerry and Terry to wonder what the deal with the cave is. So that's how, like, every scene ends. It's people leaving Jerry and Terry, Watch. and they just stand there like, Hmm. Yep. That was crazy. <laughs> that that yeah that's pretty much how all of our scenes end though in our episodes <laughs> yeah that's true it's like huh next <laughs> <laughs> hey there everybody Cortland here your good buddy and your gravestone wax sketcher Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We're so thankful for you spending some time with us. 
Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash private island to become a patron and support our show. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes. Higher tiers get more rewards like shirts, stickers, bonus episodes, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice, Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Kristen, Geraldine, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and our newest patron, Matt, the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy, and the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. You can always give us a follow on social media. That's at Private Island Presents on Instagram and at PRVT Island on Twitter. We post a ton of content for every single episode, including special handmade gifts and videos. Are you looking for a laugh? We have you covered. We do watch parties every week where you can join us and chat as we watch the episodes. Want more live entertainment? Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc, where Brandon and I play Dead by Daylight get murdered by iconic horror villains. It's always a good time and I love chatting with viewers. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for taking a listen to our show. Happy holidays from the Up All Night podcast. We seriously appreciate everybody that comes and listens to our show. We're taking next week off, so I'll talk to you right after the start of the new year. Bye, everybody. Later on, at the next family dinner, Agatha serves up some scrumptious beef stew. Brad asks what the little tykes got up to that day. Jerry, who clearly has trouble with body language and normal language, goes yeah. on again about those Sadler kids and the ghost on the beach and the dead dogs. Yeah, the music gets darker and dinner is ruined before it even started. I just want to back up just a little bit, Brandon. They do an aerial shot in this one, and... Um, given the shots in this episode, like, I was just like, man, this director must just be bored or something. Like, he's like, we gotta do something to spice up this episode. I know, aerial shots. <laughs> yeah. We have the helicopter for two hours. <laughs> uh, Brad explains Jerry's ghost sighting as just being Aurora Borealis. Yeah. At this time of day, at this time of year. <laughs> Located entirely within that beach cave. Yeah, didn't you know that Ghost Beach is the best place to see Aurora Borealis? <laughs> How does it feel that you're never going to see Aurora Borealis in Australia, though, Brandon? I've only seen it, like, once in my life anyway. Well, never again. How about that? Alright. Brad cuts to the chase and tells him forcefully to stay the fuck away from those caves. Yeah. Terry looks like she just got yelled at for wetting the bed. <laughs> okay. And speaking of... We cut to later that night, as Terry is trying to fall asleep in bed. As Terry's trying not to wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying very hard. She's trying but so hard, she's just awake the whole time. There's a dog outside that just won't shut up. Like, you know that that dog's gonna be like, Ooh! You know, and then they're gonna be like, <gasps> The dog's dead. Like, I was just waiting for it the entire time. I mean, yeah, you don't include a dog barking like that unless... You don't set it, it has up some relevance to the plot. Dogs, yeah. <laughs> oh, this place, Ghost Beach, they got a problem with these uh, stray dogs. You know, are they strays or are they pets? Well, they're food, but <laughs> okay. Terry gets up to close the window that she sh definitely should have closed by now. Yeah, it's probably like if you're out. laying in bed, like, ugh, 
trying to get to sleep. Like, that would be the first fucking thing you do. Did you notice that, uh, that Terry had two sweatshirts on (laughs) that morning or whatever? Like, it's clearly cold. When she gets up to close the window, she's jump-scared from behind by Jerry, who wants her to go check out the caves with him. What an asshole. He can't even sleep alone? What the fuck is wrong with He can't do anything alone. Who just, like, walks into somebody's room and scares them in the middle of the night? I don't think he was trying to scare her. I just think it's that fucking thing in shows where everyone, like, when they want to get someone's attention, they go up behind them without making a sound and then grab their shoulder. Who? Nobody does that. Instead of just being like, hey, Terry. From the doorway, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry for invading your privacy, but I have a request to make. Sorry for, like, keeping you up. I know you're trying to sleep, but uh, let's go fucking play. (laughs) Pretty much. I will say, though, in in Terry's room, you can see wax rubbings from other gravestones. So I think that, that was like a cool, consistent detail. Yeah, I like that, too. Terry hops back in bed, and just as Jerry is starting to make fun of her for being lame, the dog suddenly stops barking. Uh huh. So dog suddenly gets absorbed by ghosts. Jerry suggests that maybe it is the ghost, which she rejects right away. Because mm-hmm. she's not stupid. Yeah. Well, she didn't close that window, though, so you guys, That's, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Jerry says that Brad and Agatha are definitely hiding something about that cave. Terry says that she wants to go, but also she's scared. Well, I would be too. Yeah. He says he is too, and that's what makes it fun. Oh, get out of here. Oh, Lord. So we transition to the cave entrance. This is like the sixth scene of just talking already. And guess what, guys? There's way more. I'm about halfway now. This is a real, like, talk, don't tell episode. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah, not much happens, but they do talk about things happening, maybe. Before the two kids go inside, Terry says... What if there is a ghost in there? And Jerry assures her that it has to be something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Which, like, you know, if someone is in there hunting pets with a flashlight at night, like, it doesn't matter if it's a ghost. That's still something you don't want to go near. No, and they went, like, defenselessly. Yeah, they've got absolutely nothing. They go inside the cave, which, it's not a great-looking cave, Like, the walls look like they're inside of a giant potato sack. It's one of those kinds of burlap-y-looking cave wall. For sure. Fake cave sets. Instantly, Jerry sees some lights flashing. They follow it a little bit, and he says that it's trying to lead them somewhere. Yeah. Sure. Then they hear a strange noise. They don't really know what it is, but then they are swarmed by... Good old CG bats, Cortland. But the CG bats, I will say, they look better than the ones from the tale of Vampire Town. I thought they looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on the screen for a little bit too long, but I mean, it's the um, only action we've gotten so far, so I forgive it. The bats make their way past the kids, and when they're gone, Terry is huddled up on the floor, terrified. She asks Jerry if the bats are all gone. But he has already abandoned her and is ahead like, Terry, you have to come see this. Ugh, asshole right there. Yes. She makes her way to her brother and finds a torch aflame on the wall. Yeah. Exciting. one. When she sees that, she says, maybe we shouldn't be here. And from behind them, a man says, you're right. You shouldn't. 
God, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. And people just don't sleep. Out walks a guy who looks like Mr. Filch from Harry Potter. So we pretty much got a Harry Potter reunion up in here. I think so, yeah. <laughs> a pre-union. So we got Rupert Grant as Ron Weasley. <laughs> just be just because this kid has a little bit of red hair. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it takes. <laughs> Louisa looks like Draco Malfoy. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yep. She's the Draco. We got fucking, I guess, Terry's Harry and oh, <laughs> Harry Potter Sadler. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Jerry that's Harry. Wait, what? Terry wouldn't be Harry. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Terry's not. Terry's not Terry Harry. Harry. Jerry's Harry. Hair on his mind. Harry. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh we my almost God. Done. <laughs> so we've got all the characters now, Cortland. Oh, thank God! I can't wait to meet these people. I need to know what these children have been in. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to mention Terry. Because we said, you know, she was probably the best of these child actors, right? Yeah. Well, Terry is played by Jessica Hogevin. Okay. And unfortunately, Cortland, this is her her one acting credit. Ooh, okay. She's a one and done kind of girl. All right. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Because she's not amazing in this, but oh. she runs circles around these turds. <laughs> yeah, she does. So Jerry is played by Sheldon Smith, and this was Sheldon's first acting role. So, you know, you, you could you could say that, you know, he was green. He yeah. he was uh, still figuring things out. But um he has 13 acting credits, so he's been in some other things, mostly unnamed credits. Uh he was boy terrorist in an episode of La Femme Nikita. I remember always seeing that show on, but never watching it. Same. That's just, it was just one of those always on. things. He also played Young Boyfriend in Loves Music, Loves to Dance. And he played Link's backup singer in Hairspray, the 2007 oh. version. Yeah, the one with Amanda Bynes and such. Um, I still, Brandon, like, you told me his name was Young Boyfriend and loves music, loves to dance. And I'm like, man, I wonder if he got his own dance number, you know? Like, I can't help but think that these people are, like, in great roles in everything we talk about. Yeah. I'm a monster, as we stated earlier. <laughs> so next, we have Sam, who is played by Bill Turnbull. His IMDb picture kind of reminds me of Beans a little bit. <laughs> Do you see it? He looks like he'd be nice. <laughs> oh, that was deleted from that episode, but I might keep it in this one. <laughs> so Bill has actually been in a decent number of things. Uh, this was his second acting role after okay. he played football player in a TV movie called Johnny and Clyde. I gotta say, I'm giving these I'm giving these kids a little more credit now that I know that this is like their first stuff, right? I mean, that's. No, I'm not. Just I'm imagine not how drunk. great Terry would have become. She would have been, she'd been like, step aside, I'm a stone. <laughs> okay. So Terry's. his next acting role after this Goosebumps episode was a TV series called Real Kids, Real Adventures, where he played <laughs> <Yeah>. Bean. <laughs> what the fuck? 
I'm psychic. I swear oh, to God, I didn't amazing. look this up beforehand. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All that's <right>. awesome. <laughs> so he's actually, but you know, like, he has reoccurring roles in a couple of series. Yeah. So he played Curtis Weaver in 26 episodes of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, a TV show we've both mentioned before as having heard of but haven't watched. He was in 40 episodes of The Stanley Dynamic as Dupe. Never heard, Never of, heard of that show. But that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. You want to know what else he was in? He was in Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, which I didn't know was a thing. <sighs> I didn't want to know that was a thing. Ugh. Look at the cover for it. Just really quick. Yeah. I don't like it. Just going to say that right I don't like it. <laughs> Let me get Malcolm McDowell is in it. Oh, man. That's... That's disappointing. All right. Next, we have Louisa, played by Anna Majewski. Ah. And Anna has only one other acting credit from the same year where she played Lucy in Jacob's Cry. Yeah. She was like, okay, guys, I'm not I'm not cut out for this acting biz. I'm out. Yeah. Which good for her. I don't blame her. Yeah. She knew she knew she didn't have it. Yeah, what a very uh, adult realization to come up with at such a young age, Louisa. Yeah, Amazing and I'm job. sure, I'm sure her stage mom was like, "You get out there, Anna, and you just fucking audition." And she was like, "Mom, I'm shit." Did you see Ghost Beach? Did you see me in Ghost Beach? I was awful. All right, next we have Brad, oh, who's Brad. played by Jack Jessup, and. You know, as he's an old person, you expect them to have a good amount of credits. And he does. He has 71 credits. Let's go through every single one of them. All right. Well, 1982, he played a bartender in Julie Darling. Oh, I love that. I don't know what that is, but... No, me either. He was in some episodes of Kung Fu The Legend Continues. He played Priest in the movie Tommy Boy, which is probably what I recognize him from. Of course you do. You recognize everybody in Tommy Boy. I love that movie. I know, I know. He was in an episode of Sci Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. Ooh, whew, good. He played Old Santa 2 in a movie called Must Be Santa. Okay. That's right. He played the sequel to Santa. <laughs> that was the plot twist at the end of that movie. He takes over. Well, good for him. Yeah. Next, we have Agatha, who's played by Dorothy Gordon. I do want to say, like, rest in peace to both Agatha and Brad. Yes, I would be very surprised if they were still alive, and uh, they're not. They're not, no. Agatha, Dorothy Gordon, her IMDb picture is gorgeous. Yeah, she is a very fancy-looking, classic English actress. And, uh, yeah, she has 108 credits, Cortland. Oh, my God, okay. Uh... Canadian staple, I think. Her it. first role, 1943, The Silver Fleet. Wow. She was in six episodes of a 1952 Winnie the Pooh series where she voiced Piglet and Christopher Robin and Rue. Dang, that's awesome. It's pretty dope. She played a waitress in a TV series called Bootsy and Snudge from 1961. That sounds boring as hell. I have to look at what that is. Bootsy and Snudge? Snudge. 
It's not just nothing. Former Sergeant Major Claude Snudge meets up with Corporal Bootsy when they both start work at an exclusive gentleman's club. Okay, you're right. That sounds boring. Yeah, I knew it. I called it. Damn it. With a name like that, I thought for sure. (laughs) Bootsy and Smudge. Snudge. Oh, sorry. Whoops. And also, she was in an episode of Queer as Fold. Okay, last but not least, we have... Well, did we even say his name? I don't think so, but let's just introduce him and just go with it, you know? Yeah. Lastly, we have Harrison the Possible Ghost. Yeah. Who's played by Hardy T. Lynam. He's got a middle initial, so you know he's... And he's got a picture, so you know he is in everything. He is known for playing... Deputy number two in the 1983 movie, The Dead Zone. Never seen that movie. He also played Lieutenant Vaughn in Survival of the Dead. Is that an actual Romero movie, or is that one of the, like, That one is the one that is the found footage one that we never watched. Oh, man. Yeah. No, wait, no. Most importantly. Hold on, Brandon. No, it's not. I think Diary of the Dead is the one that's the found footage. This one we also never watched. No, Wayne, we did watch this one a little bit. Doesn't it have that one part where he puts, like, the fire extinguisher in the zombie's mouth and then its eyes shittily CG out of its face, right? Okay, that might be what, that one. You remember that part? Yeah. I think we did watch it a little bit. And then we turned it off after that. We were like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Hardy T was in an episode of Psy Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. He was in Kung Fu The Legend Continues, and most importantly, he was in an episode of Forever Night. Nice! Whoa, did I see that he was in Alley Cat Strike? Yes, as the principal. Alley Cat Strike. I haven't thought about that movie in, God, like a millennia. I think about that movie every time I think of bowling. That's interesting. It's, uh, those two thoughts are linked in my mind forever. Yeah, okay. That's it. That's like every character in the episode. Oh, thank God. That was so, so long. So That many was characters. very long. That was like 20 minutes just talking about the actors. So now we can get back to the episode. Back to the episode. So the man approaches them from behind, and the kids are mildly scared as he approaches them saying, It's dangerous to get involved with ghosts. Yeah. Jerry tries to keep things calm, saying, We didn't mean any harm. The man says, You was trying to trap me, weren't you? Yeah. Jerry is like, No. We were just looking around, but the man tells him to hush up. He gets really close and says, You think I'm a ghost, don't you? They don't answer, but he continues, I'm not a ghost. My name is Harrison Sadler. I came here from England a number of years ago. And Terry chimes in with, Actually, it was 350 years ago. I saw your gravestone. I wax-melted the gravestone into a decorative piece that I have hung up in my room. I made it into a doily. (laughs) Doilies are the most useless things. (laughs) What do you think about it? Doilies are the scariest thing. You don't have to think about it. No, nobody does. The man says, that was an ancestor, not me. Anyway, I want to tell you a story. He begins, in the year 1641... A group of pilgrims sailed from England, but when they arrived, they faced the most horrible winter imaginable. No crops, no food, so cold, so hungry, their blood froze in their veins, and one by one, they perished. And some of their deaths were so painful and awful that some refused to move on, and they lingered. Well, you know what, Brandon? 
That's what happens when you land in fucking the northern peak of Canada. God damn. Stupid yeah. people. Like, oh, we Do don't some have research on the internet before you take your creepy old boat. Before you go across the Atlantic Ocean. God. Terry hears that story and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're ghosts, huh? Like you? <laughs> yeah, Terry ain't giving... She doesn't give no... She got no chill. <laughs> Harrison tells her, Hey, I said I wasn't no ghost. I just study them. But he flips the script on them, telling the kids that Sam and Louisa are actually the ghosts. Yeah. Jerry is like, Nuh-uh, you're the ghost. Oh, Shut up here in this dumb old cave. Harry, Larry. <laughs> Harry tells him, Aw, oh, dude, this is just my safe cave. They can't get me as long as I don't leave. Makes no sense, but sure. It's not ghost cave, it's ghost beach, so... Yeah. Uno reverse dumb card, dumb. I guess. The kids don't believe him and say Sam and Louisa are a couple of sweeties and would never right? do any evil. They wouldn't, like, trick you and fucking <laughs> fuck around with you and stuff. Like, honey babies. <laughs> yeah. They've literally not had a single positive interaction with these kids. But, you know, they'll go to bat for them. Well, they probably don't think they're ghosts from the 1600s because they're wearing full 90s regalia. You know? That's true. Where did they get the clothes? Exactly. That would have been my first question. Then do you explain his sweet 90s bowl cut? Hmm? <laughs> they go to ghost supercuts. <laughs> That's where I go to get my hair cut. But I don't have any hair. It's ghost hair! <gasps> Did, does it even grow? My hair? Sometimes. No, ghost hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, when you die, doesn't your hair grow for a little while after you're, you know, decomposing and such? I don't know. I think I can't remember I think it's if it fingernails. was fingernails or hair that I read. It doesn't actually grow. It's just your body shrinking. Oh, sweet. Does hair grow after you die? It might be fingernails I'm thinking of that don't get longer. Hair and fingernails may appear longer after death, but not because they're still growing. After death, dehydration causes the skin and other soft tissues to shrink. Okay. Okay. That's so interesting. I did remember that right. You are such a good rememberer. Well, that's that's information you have to know sometimes. Yep. Like right now. Like I learned that like 11 years ago and now I'm finally getting to use yeah, it. Yeah, use it in a practical sense for a podcast, entertaining people. <sighs> Harrison moves closer to the kids and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you going to do? Hmm. He says, I'm going to let you go. You won't listen to me anyway. Nice guy. Terry talks out of the side of her mouth saying... He's going He's to eat so us, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's my favorite line from SpongeBob. That is the best moment in all of SpongeBob. And there's a lot of good moments in Spongebob, so that's saying something. Yeah, the first three like, seasons. That's the same show that has Krusty Krab Pizza. Banger of a song, yes. Harrison gives the kids one last nugget of wisdom, telling them to go back to the graveyard and look in the northeast corner. Oh my god, so much work. They'll get all the answers they need then. Doesn't doesn't this old man maybe ghost know that it's like three o'clock in the morning? That old man maybe ghost don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. The kids just kind of stand there for a little bit, so he repeats, To the graveyard! Now! They don't have to do it now. <laughs> they don't have to do it at all. What's this old man going to do? <laughs> they can just go home, you know? 
Yeah. They can just find a phone, call up dad and say, dad, this isn't working out. Can we come home, please? Every second of our existence here has been just mired in ghost and paranormal nonsense. So mm-hmm. let's just go home. Yes, exactly. So the kids run away out of the cave. Outside of the cave, they have a discussion about what exactly they should believe. Terry asks if Jerry thinks Harrison was a ghost. And Jerry says, but he said Sam and Louisa were the ghosts. Oh my god. I, you know what? This is done stupid, but I like the mystery of it, you know? Like, everybody's yes. pointing the fingers. Everybody's Spider-Man being like, he's the ghost! It's a ghost! That is the part of this episode I do like, is that if you don't know, then you don't really know. Yeah. If you watch this episode a second time, like, good lord. It's got nothing, but right. that that mystery of not knowing who is and who isn't a ghost is pretty good. I thought maybe even Jerry and Terry were going to be ghosts, but... Yeah, it could have gone that we'll way. Find, we'll find out if they are. I mean, it might still go that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry wants to go to the graveyard and confirm what Harrison said. But Terry just wants to go back to bed, which is smart. Mm-hmm. That's what I want A dog to starts now. barking in the distance again, and I guess that's enough to convince her to go. We cut to the graveyard, which is dark and foggy. Terry the genius says, The ocean is behind us, so the northeast must be this way. And she keeps God. walking in the direction that they were already going. Wow, she's like a pioneer woman or something. <laughs> they hear some branches rustling and a low roar, and they spin around quickly. They don't know what it is, but they decide to just keep moving. Okay. Finally, they come to the spot Harrison mentioned, and there they find two very boring nondescript gravestones for Louisa and Samuel Sadler. Uh, Yawn. (laughs) Terry is like, Louisa and Samuel? That's like Louisa and Sam. Oh my god. (laughs) You don't fucking say. <laughs> this is the gravestones that he said were going to be right here, and they're here. And it's got the names of the kids. And he said those kids were ghosts. What's going on? Hmm. I don't know. Things are starting to add up. Then, speak of the devils, Louisa and Sam are there. God, they're always there. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Jerry tells the two that they went into the cave and saw the ghost. Sam says, oh no. And Louisa says again, that she's been there all her life, and they've never seen the ghost. Then she asks Terry and Jerry if the ghost saw them. They're like, does it matter? yeah. And Sam says, that's not good. How would you know? You didn't even know there was a ghost. They know there's a ghost. They just don't know how they know. Oh my god. Louisa asks how they managed to get away. The kids say that he just let us go. He said he wasn't a ghost and told us to come here to look for... Your gravestones. <gasps> Sam says, That ghost is clever, making you think we're the ghosts. Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're getting more and more angry about this episode as we go on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm ready for it to be done, Brandon. It's been like an hour and a half. <laughs> okay, well there's still quite a lot of dialogue left. so I know, because all this fucking episode does is talk and talk terry asks i what about these gravestones then huh yeah explain these gravestones i didn't see earlier when i was making grave wax melts 
Louisa tells her that it's just their ancestors, and they just got named after them is all. Boo. So, that is both these kids' explanation and Harrison's explanation. Yeah. What so the they hell both are just like, uh, er, uh, I've just got the same name as this random person that I'm sure my mom wasn't like, oh, that's my favorite uncle from 600 years ago. I'm going to name you after him. <laughs> I, uh, it's stupid. It's, it's dumb. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Then Sam says he wants to show the kids something. He wants to show them what the ghost of Harrison Sadler is planning for them. How would you know? You said there wasn't a ghost. Shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> they walk to another part of the graveyard, and Sam shows them two beautiful gravestones in prime location, with the names Terry and Jerry Sadler upon them, along yeah. with some school photo-looking portraits of the kids attached to them. Yeah, that's expensive. Frames. That's expensive shit right there, you guys. Yeah. They That's have the nicest tombstones. I got a question though, Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are these graves already refilled? <laughs> like, there's two shovels yeah. on a pile of dirt, and the graves are already refilled. Like they are, they had dug the graves and then they refilled them. Why? Why? There's no children in them. <laughs> What's the point of having a grave then? No, but that. That would be a good setup for, like, yeah, you guys are dead and your bodies are in here. Not gonna lie, I kind of thought this was gonna be kind of an old man Corcoran kind of thing. Corcoran? Corcoran? Cork, Corcoran. 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 I thought Corcoran. this was gonna be an old man Corcoran kind of thing. It wasn't. No, it isn't. <sighs> Terry asks what the ghosts want with them. Louisa says, to eat you and bury your bones, of course. What? <laughs> So matter-of-factly, they don't believe in ghosts or whatever, but they're like, yeah, it's gonna eat you. Like, why would, like, a serial killer ghost who murders these people, like, take the time to bury them and set up little gravestones with little Find the portraits. best pictures, yeah. Get them printed would, out at Kinko's. Where did they find those pictures? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> don't like no they didn't go to this ghost beach and bring those pictures so where the fuck did they come from <laughs> sam and louisa tell the kids that they have to stop the evil ghost for good and the only way to do that to seal him up in his cave with rocks okay jerry the ghost expert asks can't he just float through that stuff Mm-hmm. good question sam says the legend says that the cave is a sanctuary. If something evil gets trapped inside, then it can't get out. Why ghosts gotta be evil, though? Well, they do suck the bones clean from dogs. That's pretty much the most evil thing you can do. Yeah. So, hypothetically, mm-hmm. these kids are right. Harrison's an evil ghost, and he's in that cave. Sure. According to the legend, he's trapped and can't get out. So, why the fuck do they need to go and put rocks in front of the entrance i don't know that's all i gotta say i don't know okay all right too many questions yeah there's no answers terry reminds jerry that when they first met harrison he mentioned that the kids were trying to trap him which is true louisa tells the pair that they've gotta get him before he gets you oh my god i love that line dad to him before i just did to suck the bones queen <laughs> Preemptive strike. 
Uh, I love it. Jerry asks Sam and Louisa why they haven't done all this work already. Mm-hmm. Sam's excuse is that because they live there, if they somehow messed it up, the ghost would, like, kill them and haunt the whole town. Uh-huh. But again, Cortland, if he's evil, then he's stuck in that cave. Yeah. Louisa says, You saw your graves. You want to live, don't you? And the kids are like, yeah, I guess. I suppose. Because now we're back at the entrance to the cave. Sam says that him and his sister will keep watch. Jerry is like, fuck that, you're coming. Yeah. Sam says he's too scared. <laughs> That's pretty. I love it. He's just like, oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm too scared. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, okay, well, we'll go do it then. Louisa throws a big tree branch in Jerry's hand and urges him to use it as a lever on a pile of rocks stacked precariously above the cave entrance. Yeah, what are they doing there? Hmm. Oh, convenient. Very. Jerry and Terry get the stick in place and start to push. Louisa is down on the ground cheering, Yes! Yes! That's it! Excellent! <laughs> Some Excellent. pebbles start to move. <laughs> These kids. Then all of a sudden... A goddamn lightning bolt comes down mm. from the sky and strikes the pile of rocks. I forgot about that, yeah. And the kids fall down. I mean, that's what I would do if a lightning bolt strikes, like, well, yeah. an inch from my body. Rocks are a big uh, lightning rod. When they stand back up, <laughs> Harrison is there saying, Well, 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 here we all are. He turns to Jer and Tear and tells them that they've done well bringing the ghosts to him. It's kind of a little back and forth of, you know, you're the ghost. No, blah, 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 blah. Until Harrison gives a little whistle, and from behind Louisa and Sam, a dog comes growling and barking at them. Oh, no. We know about dogs. Louisa is like, the fuck is this? But Jerry says, you said it yourself. Dogs recognize ghosts. Dogs bark at ghosts. Oh, my God. Which, uh, Cortland... Dogs yeah. also bark at non-ghosts. They also bark at nothing. I can attest to this <laughs> when I yell at my dog for barking at nothing. Or is that just a ghost you can't see? <gasps> no, it's probably a squirrel, actually. Oh, okay. Harrison commands the dog to bring Sam and Louisa to him. And Louisa turns to the other kids and says, We never had a chance to live. We Aww. never had a life at all. Well, you can blame your fucking parents for that. Yeah, dumbasses. Look at a map. Canada is far north. Canada is cold. Sam says, The first winter, it wasn't fair. We all died in the cold. I did feel bad for them. I don't know why. I mean, they're dead kids, so... Yeah, it's not pleasant. It's not an ideal situation for these children. Terry screams, and then we cut back to Louisa to see her face is superimposed with a skull on it. Yeah. And I think it actually looks, like, pretty disturbing, because, like, the eyes... You can see the eyes, but also see the, like, skull eye sockets, and it looks weird. Yeah, a little un- uncanny valley a little bit. Um, yeah. I like it, though. Like, it's not great, but it, it's not bad. It is effective, I'd say. Yeah. Sam's all skeletoned up, too, by the way. Louisa and Sam tell the other kids to stay with us, cousins... Join us. We dug such nice graves for you. Took a lot of work. <laughs> I had to take like three lemonade breaks. 
And then we filled them back in before we realized that we should have just left them empty. (laughs) Oh, man. Mother Nature really wants these fucking kids to stay dead, though, because another lightning bolt strikes the rocks again, and the boulders (laughs) fall to cover the cave. Oh, man. So, I have a question for you, Brandon. Yes. Is Harrison a ghost the whole time, too? Or is he just a dude, and then he just got trapped in a cave? He's a ghost, right? It's not revealed, at least in this episode, but, like, the details are just stacked up enough that you'd have to think he's also a ghost. I would think so. But then again, do the dogs ever... I mean, that's his dog, right? I think... I mean, he and whistled and the bark dog at him. came. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> he's gotta be a ghost. You don't just trap yourself in a cave with two ghost kids. Plus, he was, like, holding on to them and pulling them back, so I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with, um, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> You're right. That's the official line. We're going with yeah, it. That's, that's the answer. Doesn't fucking matter. Terry looks at the cave and calmly says, Jerry, next time you see me sleeping, don't wake me up. She wasn't sleeping anyway. She was up and out of her bed. That's true. She was trying to sleep. <sighs> no, not, I mean, she, not really. She was up and out of her bed, Brad. <laughs> Back at Brad and Aggie's, the kids are wrapped up in blankets by the fire, recounting all of the crazy ghost hijinks to the old couple. Yeah, because there's more to this episode a bit. (laughs) Agatha says, sounds like you've had quite the fright, but that shit is all in the past now and best forgotten. (laughs) Just then, a dog starts barking. Brad and Agatha don't move, and Jerry gets up to let the dog in the house for some reason. They got a new dog now, Brandon, duh. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) It's Harrison's dog from before, and Terry tells the dog to take it easy, but it keeps barking. Brad and Agatha stand up at the same time, and Brad says, Bad dog, giving away our little secret like that. (gasps) What? Agatha says, Maybe he's not such a bad dog. Maybe he's a good dog. And while she's saying that, she's putting on her apron. Oh, yeah. Brad says, little early for breakfast, but maybe you're right. And he tells Tear and Jer to set the table. The kids just stand there, dumbfounded. Pretty good, And Brad too. tells them, don't say you're not hungry. Also, uh, they're in Dutch angles the whole time. I was, I was going to say, during this entire sequence, that angle, like, Dutches even further and further every time the camera cuts back and forth. Yeah. By the end, it's, like, practically upside down. Yeah, basically, it's at the end, it's an entirely non-Canadian show. It just turned Dutch. It's pure Dutch. That was, a, like, I kind of thought that that was going to happen a little bit, but uh, I still liked it. But I have a big question here, Brandon. Okay. Does that mean that that chicken pot pie was actually a dog pot pie? Yes. Both the pot pie and the beef stew were both... With dog. That's dog fucking or cat. disgusting. That's gross. Yeah. So, uh, but I do like, I gotta say, I like that the ghosts aren't like malicious towards the children. At least these two aren't, you know, they're just like, Hey, yo, we're going to cook up some dog now, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I mean, none of the ghosts were really malicious towards them. I mean, Sam and Louisa like wanted them to be dead with them, but I don't think they were going to kill them. I don't, I don't even know. 
That's my main takeaway with this episode is I don't know. All right. And you're never going to know. No, because I'm pretty sure there's not like a ghostier beach, you know, follow up episode or anything. Ghost Beach 2. The beachening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this episode is not fantastic. Nah. Might, might say it's not even good, but I don't think it's terrible. I think it's pretty average. Um, I just wish there was a lot less talking and a little more showing. Definitely. There's just like, there's like a million twists and turns and that kept me interested throughout the episode, but there was just so much talking. Shut the hell up. God. Yeah. It needed some more like a building suspense kind of just, I don't know. Showing us some spooky things. Right, so I could complain about that instead. Yeah, <laughs> but at least a little variety, you know? Yeah. All right, so, not the best. Uh, What do you think is the moral of this episode, Cortland? If you have children, dump them off to random ass people. Make sure they live on a beach, though, so they have some fun. Yeah, give them a little something to do. Yes. How about dogs only bark when there's ghosts around? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, I can see it. Dog, the other white meat. <laughs> if everyone in a town has the same last name, something's a bit fucky. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, if that's the case, leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No good will I come f- of it. I feel like that was probably explained more in the book. Like, I'm thinking that maybe they were, like, distant cousins or something. Well, did they say that? I don't know. They did, but, like, they probably didn't really touch much on it. I think with the book, it was probably a bit more of an interesting thing. All right. I think that's good on the morals. Me too. Ghost Beach. Your Ghost Beach. That's like pretty... uh <laughs> I'm so funny. I mean, that's just pretty it's standard. Generic. Yeah, it's, it's like, generic, but it's also what it is. cool. It's a yeah. beach of ghosts. <laughs> so what do you think are some alternate titles for this episode? Ghost Cave. Yes, that's also very just <laughs> brutally descriptive. Uh, how about... Everybody is a ghost. That's a lot. <laughs> Spoiling all the twists, but I like it. I don't know why. Go eat dogs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be that might be a better episode. <laughs> Go eat oh. dogs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one I'm gonna say so myself. Yeah. I don't think we're going to beat that. No, I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that's it for Ghost Beach, Cortland. Goodness. All right. Well, next next we have one that I think people do like. Okay. All right. I think it's a well-regarded episode of Goosebumps. It is called Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Okay. All right. Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Let me take a look at the cover. Yep. So I'm looking at the cover of Attack of the Jack Lanterns. Um, it's kind of like green and yellow for its its colors for the you know goosebumps and then you know the background of that. Um, the picture itself is I I kind of love it a little bit. It's I feel like I like the more realistic looking ones. Although this one is kind of both realistic and cartoony. So it's uh, five kids. They're walking down the street. They got bags in their hands. So I'm assuming it's going to be kind of a Halloween episode, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. The thing about these kids, and, and there's a dog there too. They all have jack-o'-lanterns on their heads. Just giant jack-o'-lanterns with goofy faces. Yeah. But the dog has one too. 
You see, oh man, I don't know if they're jack o' lanterns on their head or if the jack o' lanterns just are their head oh. because the jack o' lantern is lit up. So yeah. like, there's, there's a in there candle or, or a flame in there. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, the the behind the kid. So they're walking down the street. There's fences on both sides of them. There's a mailbox. There's an owl and a spooky looking tree because behind them is like a spooky forest. The tagline reads, put one head in front of the other. It doesn't make any sense to no, me, but that, okay. That is not a good tagline. It's like you're trying to make do a play on words, but there's no play. Yeah, they, they really struggled with that one. I don't know if R.L. Stein makes those. He probably doesn't, but real bad struggle with that one. The episode itself, like I said, I think it's going to take place on Halloween. Maybe it's going to be a little bit like Tale of the Twisted Claw Without the claw, you know, it's the part where they go trick-or-treating and then they get chased by the jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Maybe they're going to find, like, a pumpkin patch where they're like, these are where the jack-o'-lantern people are being raised, you know? Like pod people? Yeah. Maybe, that's, Cortland. That's my guess. That's my guess. Maybe. I think you're, uh... Amazing, i guessing. Yeah. That I can guess a children's story. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, that you were able to guess the jack-o'-lanterns might take place on Halloween. Like, that's pretty I'm good. Well, pretty the bags genius. give it away. Why else would they have those bags? It looks like there's candy in them, in my opinion. So, All right. Well, a nice festive Halloween episode coming up next. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I feel like it's not going to be great, but uh, that's okay. We'll have fun. It'll be good. If you say so. Well, that's next week, Cortland. Yeah. I've been up all night. And that's it for us here. Yeah, I'm out of here. I've had enough of this shit. (laughs) Alright, I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Um, I don't think I could eat all this.